This week, we interview Zone TV CEO Jeff Weber about his company's acquisition by Block Communications. Jeff explains the deal, the evolving fast market, and what's next. Listen now. This week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and that was Colin Dixon at the beginning there. Hi, Colin. How is everything? You're excited for the 49ers, no doubt. I am. I am. Brendan Ayuk's uh, amazing catch sort of saved the season. <laughs> that was something else. Wasn't I don't know it? how those guys can maintain such focus, Will. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> Bouncing off another player and still being able to catch it in midair. I don't know. It's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I've I've seen you make play catches somewhat like that, Colin. <laughs> you're being you're being modest. <laughs> oh, I doubt that very, very much. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a good game, good Super Bowl, that's for sure. It uh, will. But anyway, we um, before our interview today, we are going to discuss a couple of news items and you are going to kick us off. I am, and this wasn't published in the news and you probably didn't notice this but I certainly did and here's here's what I saw so you may remember that Amazon announced last year that it was adding a whole bunch of advertising avails into the Fire TV interface and one of the avails that it was going to add was it was going to allow people allow advertisers to put advertisements in the hero bar that's this Great big image that when you first open your device, you go to the home page, it sort of scrolls through these images, usually selling things, you know, talking about uh, video related stuff. Well, Amazon said that it was going to start selling ads to pretty much any product in that slot. And indeed it has. Well, I turned on my Google TV device. I have a couple of, I have a Google TV powered TV and a Google TV uh, powered Chromecast. And I turned those on on Monday night. And I was pretty surprised to see an ad for chicken tender wraps from Carl's Jr. And uh, they, they actually, that's in that hero bar spot. And if people want to see it, they can just come to my website. There's a pub, there's a piece published there about it. And the interesting thing here is it behaves a little bit differently to the way that Fire TVs does, Will. On Fire TV, if you don't do anything, if when you come to the homepage, you don't touch a button for a few seconds, the ad starts playing, which is, I think, really obnoxious, but that's what it does. Google doesn't quite do that. If you if you scroll down or you uh, you thumb down with the focus and you leave the focus on that ad, you don't have to press play or anything. It will start playing after a few seconds, and this ad did, and that's why I noticed it because it was a really loud and obnoxious. So now Google hasn't made any announcement about doing this as Fire TV has, and I will say the ads mysteriously vanished the next day. So. You know, when I went back to check on Tuesday, I just didn't see them. They weren't there and I didn't see them this morning either. So I don't know if this was deliberate on Google's part or not. But what it tells me is that the company is preparing to allow anybody to sell ads in this slot. And I got to tell you, I, I really find it terribly annoying 
that I go and spend $2,000 on a television and then the, the people that are running that TV think that they have the right to advertise to me directly without my permission in the interface before I even select anything. They, you know, this doesn't happen on my smartphone. It doesn't happen on my tablet or my PC. Why does it happen? On my smart TV. So I, I was pretty annoyed about this, as you can tell. <laughs> Clearly. But a question for you is when you say without my permission, do you think that's necessarily the case? Or was it uh, when you started up the TV for the first time and you clicked through the terms and conditions likely without reading? Because, of course, who does? Maybe it says in there that they have the permission to share messages to you. It's it's entirely possible, Will, but normally I say no to these things as they are offered to me. I usually turn those off. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe perhaps in this case I should try and dig into the interface and see if I can find it. But um, but anyway, there's there's that. And there was one other thing. I was pleased to see that one of my predictions for 2024 has already come true. I said that there would be new entrants into the TV OS game uh, to battle with Google TV and Fire TV and, and all the rest. And there is already one in Europe, a new, a new OS called Titan OS which will be staying in Europe right now and will probably start to ship on Philips TVs there. But uh, I don't think we're done. I think we're going to see a couple more announcements this year as well. But anyway, I've hogged the the news enough. What did you see that caught your eye? <laughs> uh, nothing as controversial as your uh, experience this week, but um, just looking at some data that came in from Nielsen uh, talking about um, what... Americans stream what Americans streamed and how much they streamed in 2023 I thought was pretty interesting um, first at the top line Nielsen said that uh, US audiences streamed 21 million years worth of video which was up 21 percent from the 17 million years worth they streamed in 2022 and no I have not done the math for how many hours 21 million years converts into, but it's obviously a very large number. Uh, but more interesting also, I thought, was that that Nielsen also revealed what the top 10 acquired streaming programs were in 2023, also the top 10 original streaming programs in 2023, and the top 10 streaming movies of 2023. And it really, I think, underscores that data underscores how important acquired programs still uh, are to streaming services. And it really, I think, speaks to the depth, the number of episodes that uh, acquired programs have. So the number one acquired streaming program in 23 was Suits, which was on both Netflix and Peacock. Um, Suits has 141 episodes and had almost 58 billion minutes viewed in 2023. That compares with the number one original streaming program in 2023, which was Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus, only has 34 episodes and streamed about 17 billion minutes. So um, just to compare those, 
Um, they are their viewership is almost in proportion to each other, showing how important the pure volume, the number of episodes is to uh, minutes viewed. So if you look at the number of episodes, 141 for Suits versus 34 uh, for Ted Lasso, it's about 4x the number. And if you look at 58 billion minutes viewed for Suits versus the 17 billion for Ted Lasso, it's about three and a half. So the minutes viewed and the episodes are about in the same ratio. And again, that shows why these uh, acquired streaming programs really dominate in terms of the minutes viewed because they just have so many more episodes. So number one, Suits, 141, as I said, Bluey on Disney Plus, 145. NCIS, the biggest of all, had four, has 443 episodes on Netflix and Paramount Plus. Um, and it goes down through Supernatural, which is on Netflix, has 328 episodes. That was the 10th, number 10 acquired streaming program in terms of minutes viewed. And that had 20, 23 billion minutes viewed, um, which is larger than, the no, of course, the number one original streaming program, which I just mentioned, Ted Lasso, at 17 billion. So I think... There's obviously been a lot of press around the originals, the original strategies of the streaming providers, but um, it still remains that uh, acquired programming, uh, library content is what is dominates in terms of the amount of time people spend viewing. Yeah, people love that comfort food, Will. I mean, NCIS and uh, Grey's Anatomy and Friends, uh, these all are in the top 10. But it's interesting to note that uh, seven in 10 top acquired and original TV shows were on Netflix, available on Netflix. So that's pretty interesting. Only in the movies category does it fall to four. And then it's really about Disney. Disney has the rest pretty much. So uh, that that's pretty, pretty interesting that Netflix so dominates both those categories and Disney's looking more and more like a movie service, right? Yeah, they are. And question for you, when you look at the top 10 acquired and the top 10, <clears throat> excuse me, original, how many of them have you watched? I know you watched Ted Lasso. We <laughs> I know sure that. did. That's Listeners a... probably know that. But what about the other 19 programs? Well, I'm um, afraid I'm afraid I didn't watch any of them except The Lincoln Lawyer, which I thought was great. And actually, I think it got kind of panned. In, in the press. Um, on the acquired streaming, NCIS is a favorite of mine. I enjoy uh, Supernatural, though I haven't watched it on Netflix. And that's sort of a guilty pre pleasure uh, uh, that I sometimes indulge in. But what about you? Well, you're you're more mainstream with the popular with uh, the popular programs than I am. The only one that I watched even a part of was Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on Prime Video. And I didn't get very far with that. Um, the others, I, I tried Ted Lasso, have not gotten back to it, although I intend to. Nothing else, nothing on the acquired streaming side, top well, 10. You should go back and give Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan another try, Will, because you'll yeah. be watching it with ads for now. Yes. <laughs> yes, another user-friendly move. Um, I will say that of the top 10 streaming movies, Moana was number one with about 12 billion minutes viewed, but in the number 10 position, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, um, I did see on Netflix. So yeah, me too. Loved it. 
I watch something through to the end yeah. of these <laughs> top 30. <laughs> Me too. But you know what, Will? I think we should probably get to our interview. Yes, let's do it. And I'd like to welcome Jeff Weber, who is CEO of Zone TV, to the podcast. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Great to be here. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. So uh, we've we've asked you on because there's been very exciting acquisition news about Zone TV. But before we get there, um, our listeners may not be familiar with Zone TV. So why don't you give us a thumbnail of what Zone TV is? Sure. Zone TV, we've been around for 22 years now, so not a new company. Um, History is in the media and tech space and integration and bringing new and creative services. Long history working with DirecTV and Comcast and Warner and Discovery and others bringing interactive experiences. More recently, have entered the streaming space uh, with our Zonify service and um, have been started really more focused on short form content. And as we got in a couple years ago, it became very clear that what customers wanted is fast streaming channel services, as well as long form movies and series and have over the last year or so revamped the product to be able to deliver what the market wants. And with this acquisition, really ready to take the next step. So you're kind of like a fast, right? Is that how people should think Absolutely. about Absolutely. Ad-supported fast service with uh, what's interesting is uh, long form, fast channels, but also short form and quickly adding interactive. So a very broad array of content, but a fast service for sure. Great. So thanks for that a quick overview, Jeff. And um, Sure. Congrats, of course, congrats on the deal. 22 years, that's a long time to be in business and are fast <laughs> yeah. moving. Overnight sensation, overnight, overnight sensation. Exactly, another overnight <laughs> sensation. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, indeed. so with the idea of being an overnight sensation, uh, tell us more about why, <laughs> what prompted you to um, sell Zone TV now? Yeah, so um, there were several things that came together, frankly. Um, I mentioned we were revamping the product um, and we're really ready and in need to take the next step. And the next step really consists of a couple of things, kind of that strategic support, bigger entity, additional dollars to start to drive licensing and content at a different level. You know, we've been doing rev share deals. There's a lot of content on the service. It's great as it is today, but it's that next step that we really need to compete in a, in a, you know, exploding fast market, but certainly uh, increasingly competitive fast market. And so the mix of great strategic alignment and additional investment opportunity really made it a, a just kind of the perfect time for us. Great. So with that, why don't you tell us about the acquisition, but maybe a good place to start is before you tell us the details, tell us who who is Block Communications? Yeah, so um, Block Communications is a 122-year-old company, so uh, less of an overnight sensation than, than us at 22 <laughs> years, right? Yeah. Um, third generation, very deep media expertise. So um, started in the publishing space, so Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the Toledo Blade, 
um, but have moved into local broadcasting, Fox affiliate in Louisville and Ohio, as well as uh, Buckeye Broadband, so the cable uh, broadband and TV space. They also have a, a, a national telecom CLAP company. So very broad media, uh, maybe not you know particular well-known everywhere, but lots of expertise and lots of breadth in the media space. Um, and so, so really uh, stable, well-established, well-run uh, company, privately held. Um, and their view was to continue to be in the media space, to continue to grow who they are. Streaming, obviously, was the future from their perspective, so strategically really important to them. Um, Alan Block is the, the chairman and CEO and Jody Meals, the president, very focused on the streaming space. And so they actually put an investment in us a year and a half ago um, as we started to build the product out that I described earlier and got to know them, took a seat on our board. So we had a long time to get to know one another really understand each other, management philosophy, who we are, et cetera. And so fast forward to, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they made the decision. It was a great fit um, for all the right reasons to, to go ahead and buy all of Zone TV now and bring us in as a 100% wholly owned asset. And, you know, it's it's from my perspective – it's a match made in heaven, right? So they bring that strategic element. They have that depth and they understand the advertising space and all of those things that are useful to us as a fast service. Certainly they have the financial wherewithal to change our profile and allow us to have tier one studio conversations that maybe we couldn't have before. Um, but also the strategic alignment about their desire for us to continue to operate independently, grow the fast service nationally, um, and that fit. So it's just, it's just on every level, um, is a perfect fit. And, you know, you guys know very well the things that derail these kinds of acquisitions are, are less about, you know, kind of the top level things and more about management fit and is the acquiring company you know changing the 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 acquired company and all of that stuff that that causes problems post acquisition and it's been perfect i think from all of those uh perspectives and just just a terrific a terrific relationship and feel really good about where we're going Congrats, Jeff. Sounds like a really nice fit. Um, yeah, it's terrific. And sounds like it's you know pretty well thought out deal. And also, uh, as you mentioned, that they've been an investor for a year and a half, uh, um, that they're familiar with Zone TV and that there are yes. personal relationships between you and, and their executive team. Really good people, really strong. And we, you know, we didn't know them before that, but it's worked out very well. Can you say a little more about uh, from I, I know you don't speak for block, but just to the extent <laughs> that you know them, you're able to, um, uh, you know, share your thoughts about what motivated them. Are they uh, trying to move more into connected TV? Is this a kind of part of a broader strategy of blocks? Yeah, and I, I, um, 
So I don't speak for them. So I just want to be careful with my new, yeah. uh, with yeah. my new parent. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I, I think, you know, they were very clear with us. They view streaming as the future of the business. And, and I do think there's lots of opportunity with Buckeye. Uh, uh, we actually using our technology launched, uh, the health network, which is a locally fo- focused, uh, health channel that we built using the zone TV underlying technology, our studio platform, um, and stood up a channel for them very quickly and launched that in their market. Um, so we're doing some things where that are very complementary between zone TV and Buckeye broadband. Uh, I don't think that was necessarily the, fo- or it wasn't the focus from Alan. Uh, with Alan Block, it was very much build a national streaming service, be part of that and grow that into, you know, what we all think that can be. The fact that there's some great complementary opportunities is, is just a plus. One of the things that is, is pretty interesting here is that you are doing a lot of things that many other fasts are not doing. You're doing um, things like uh, personalization of the channels. And I'm, I'm hearing folks like Amagi, for example, talking about the fact that we're moving towards fast 2.0, which, you know, is, is this personalization of the fast <laughs> services. Right. Um, you're already doing this, so I'm really interested in what's your perspective on Fast 2.0. Yeah, uh, well, so I, I agree with our friends at Amagi around the power of personalization and what that can do for Fast 2.0. And, you know, the Fast space is, is such an interesting one. We compete and we cooperate. And, uh, Amagi, I think, is a terrific partner, and we're doing a lot with them. Um, I think we're very much leading the charge around Fast 2.0 and the power of personalization, whether that is, you know, our Zonify uh, feature that allows a consumer to hit the Zonify button and personalize the channel using the enhanced metadata, as we move forward, floating EPG, where we're bringing what matters to you to the top, um, to um, the way we use our tech stack, our platform, the, the studio product that we built the Zonify service on to curate content, leveraging AI to personalize and, and do some of those things. So could not agree with Amagi more and uh, thrilled, frankly, that one of the leaders in the industry is sort of on the same path that we're on. And I think that that pretends really well for us. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know if that's a 2.0 or if that's just a continued evolution of fast and where it needs to go, but clearly personalization and, and making sure the right content gets to the consumer is, is a clear part of where we need to go. Um, my view, our view is some of that is how we target market and being really, really targeted in digital and social and outbound to make sure that the right consumers know about the right content. And some of that is kind of more traditional 
uh, traditional with the new stuff in the sense of personalizing based on your usage and those kinds of things and really taking that to the next level. So there's a lot in there and, you know, the, the market will, this, this market will continue to evolve quickly, but, but focusing on the consumer, making sure in that vast array of content, they're getting what they want is critical. Yeah, let me just let me just mention how Zonify works. Um, you're you're watching one of the Zone TV theme channels. You see a video segment that you like. You hit the Zonify button, and it immediately generates a custom channel personalized to you based on that video. So it's really That's pretty exactly cool. Right. Pretty cool yeah. technology. We're we're proud of that. Yep. Yep. Will that that is pretty cool, Jeff? And um, maybe just to kind of broaden out the the question a little bit further beyond personalization. Mm-hmm. Are there any other uh, things that you see in terms of how the market, the fast market, is evolving from here? Uh, yeah, so I, I do think a big part of it is not just the programming to meet the audience side of the equation, but going and finding the right audience and bringing them to your content. So matching both sides of the marketing, programming, content, um, continuum. So I, I think that's an important next step. And in some ways, that's that's a sort of a simple thing to say, right? I mean, that, that, that's not breakthrough thinking in some ways, but that's not how the market is operating, I think, particularly well today. And I think we're doing some things that are, that are sort of changing that. So I think that's part of where we're going to go. I think the continued improvement in customer experience in particular around splicing and the kind of horrific nature of ad splicing in movies um, is a it's a it's a big issue in the fast space. I think. Amen to that. Uh, <laughs> amen to that. And so, you know, driving uninterrupted movies and putting more of the ads up front and sort of change fundamentally changing that consumer experience. So much more movie theater like. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, we're clearly ad supported. Uh, we're having conversations with studios around, you know, if you don't interrupt the movie, if you don't degrade the customer experience, is it technically ad supported from a rights perspective? Which is, uh, uh, you know, a, a bit of a head scratcher, frankly, if you're if you're thinking about consumers at all. But we're having those conversations now. The great news is most of the studios are working through that and sort of landing from a legal rights perspective. That if the the fact that the ad is at the front of the movie, it's still part of the movie, and therefore that's ad supported. But it's just it's interesting things like that where we're moving. We're, we're materially advancing the customer experience for our viewers, but rights, as you guys know very well, sometimes are a little slow to catch up. Maybe you could share with us some specific things you're going to be doing with Zone TV post post the purchase, and uh, you know what what can we expect from Zone TV this year? Yeah, in some ways, the <clears throat> what I have to get accomplished this year is pretty simple. I, I, I want to be very clear with my new owners. That's not easy, but it is very simple. Um, and that is we are fundamentally changing the content lineup and improving the content on our service. And I think that's, that's you know, numbers one, two, and three on my checklist right now. The great news is we've had 
terrific conversations with all of the tier one studios and, and those conversations are moving forward. So if you look at the service today uh, and, and you look at what it's going to look like in 90 days, I think from a content perspective, it's very different. Uh, and so that's probably the first and most obvious thing that's going to change for us in the very near term. And as we go through the year, that'll continue to evolve. I think the other thing is what I referenced. Um, just having good content, I, I think, isn't enough as we go forward. Being really good about targeting the outbound acquisition of customers and being very efficient. You hear some CPA numbers that are just insane in terms of how expensive it is to bring consumers to the, to a service. We've, we've been doing some outbound targeted and it's very efficient. We're doing some things that are different. And I think you'll see us uh, hopefully lead there again in our ability to bring customers to the platform and then program against those customers. So really make that a full circle experience. Uh, and, and that will help with efficiency and that will help with the viewers consumer experience and, and, making sure that when they come to the service, they're getting what they're hoping to have. Um, now, obviously you have to have, if you're a massive Western fan and we bring you based on Western genre, movies, uh, series, etc. nobody's just a Western fan. So having a bunch of other content is important and we're going to do that. So it's a general entertainment service but we sort of think niche services, 20, 30, 40 niche services that roll into much more general entertainment. And I think you'll see us that see that from us this year as well, that I think that'll change the, the dynamic in the industry. Well, Jeff, this was a great overview. Uh, you've answered, Good. I think, all of our questions. So great. thank great. you again for joining us. And we want to say again, congratulations on Thank the acquisition you. of Zone TV by Block. And we're going to look forward to all the exciting things that you have ahead together. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You know, it's been a crazy time. I'm, I'm in the car and you're accommodating me. So I very much appreciate that. But uh, yeah, exciting time. We're thrilled to be where we are. And again, thanks for the time with you guys. No problem, Jeff. And uh, thanks look, again, forward Jeff. To, look forward to seeing you at, at the next conference. Very good. Inside the Stream is a production of In Screen Media and Video News, all rights reserved.